As a life coach, author, speaker, and trainer, Marianne's purpose and passion is fueled by her desire to see all women from coast to coast live life on their terms. Her guests will provide you with real life tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to create change. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Recess Strategist, where my mission is to equip women with strategies to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the career and life of their dreams. This evening, I am joined by a wonderful sister, and I'm going to let her uh, tell us uh, your name and a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Minister Sheree Stapleton. Um, I am a, um, a a family. It's the 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 position that I hold is um, Minister of Family Development for a local church here in um, Flint called Calvary United Methodist Church. Um, and I run a nonprofit. Um, the name is changing, so I'm excited about that. Um, it's called Mothers of Joy uh, Mothers of Joy Institute on parenting and family wellness. Um, it provides a trauma-informed approach to parenting and offers um, uh, an ACES understanding of what trauma is and basically talking about not what's wrong with you, but what may have happened to you in your childhood to make you handle stress the way that you do as a parent. Awesome. Awesome. Thank so you. before we, you know, dive into, you know, the questions, can you explain a little bit about what ACEs is for people who may not know? Yeah, ACEs is Adverse Childhood Experiences. It is a study that was done that um, gears towards 10 um, um, acts. And it's, it, it goes from alcohol. If your parents were addicted to drugs, if you went through, um, a, have a parent that was incarcerated, or um, if a parent was, um, if, if you as a person um, dealt with molestation or a type of abuse, it's basically traumas that may have happened to you in your youth that um, follow you into adulthood. And what happens with that is if they're not um, addressed or if they're not um if they're not looked into more, they can cause other things to occur in your body, um, far as like diabetes, um, high blood pressure, and um, other ailments. So, and but ACEs can be um, reversed. Awesome, awesome. So, what would you say was missing in your life that create that allowed you to create um, this business and pursue this path? Well. Um, Early on in my life, I ran a daycare in my home where I helped um, parents, moms who were going to school and who were working in General Motors here in um, Genesee County. But what I found out when I went through a divorce and became homeless was that there were mothers who didn't have people to talk to um, and felt like they were um, kind of like alienated because of the situations that they were in. You know, sometimes if you become homeless, it's not because of something you may have done. It may be something that occurred in your life. So it's not that you're just this person living on the street or living in your car. 
you may have missed a payment and, and your house went into foreclosure. And so there's la layers to it, right? And I came across women who were angry and who were um, who were just just upset because the people who were put in position didn't identify with what they were going through. Even though I was going through the same thing, I identified the hurt, you know, and I've always, I don't take this the wrong way. My mama say, you always be, you, you would go to a wounded puppy, you bring the puppy home and we got to take care and fix the puppy. <laughs> but I put it in that, um, in that regard, because when people are wounded, they lash out. They 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 say things that they don't mean. They act in ways that they don't understand because they're acting out of the emotion. And that's what I found out that they would the case managers that would be assigned to them they would be really trying, but because of the anger and because they were mad that they had to be there, you know, they just couldn't get it. And I, and you know, and I would talk them through things like, you know, if you just talk to them, if you just hear what they have to say, you know, maybe it's something that can happen for you to move you to the next step. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. That's so true. So when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? Transformative freedom. It means that while dealing with life situations, right? that in the midst of those life situations, things that occur that transform you to get to the next step of where you're, get, where, you're, where you're getting ready to go or where you're going or where you are now. Um, what happened to me to transform was that I learned that things that happened to me weren't my fault. You know, there were things that happened that I had no control over. You know, a lot of times our parents they did the best they could with what they had. And we as adults now, we have to make a decision to forgive them because they they just did what they knew how to do. Now that we know better and we know more, we do, we do things differently. So when I say transforming freedom, I am free to be a mom, a woman who understands now that my past does not dictate my future. You know, but it, it helps me to catapult to the next step and I can leave that foolishness and that mess back there. Yeah. So speaking about mess, can you mm -hmm. talk about one of the biggest challenges that you have experienced and how did that healing process look like? Well, um, I, I mean, I, I used to be kind of ashamed to talk about like depression, but God, God kind of God, I answer God kind of. He delivered me from the shame and the embarrassment of what that looks like, right? Because a lot of times, like we talk about emotions and learning who we are, I learned that, you know, when times would get hard, I would shut down. That was my, my mind's way. That was my body's way of protecting me from hurt, right? And that's what the body does when there's a trauma that happens. It, it, it Things happen like depression, um, anxiety. It's to kind of shift things in the body so that you'll you'll calm down a little bit, you know, because there's things that has to happen. Medicine is not always the ticket, but what I did, what I learned about me was, is that I understand now how to handle traumatic situations. I know that a fight or flight is not the way to go, but to almost like you do with a first aid situation, you assess the situation, you find out what the root cause of it is, 
and um, you go from there. But what what catapulted me or what gave me the strength to overcome it was my relationship with God at, at the at the utmost of everything, worship and learning about him and utilizing what he says. There's something that I say all the time, you know, no matter what you do, don't forget to take God with you because he wants to be a part of your plan, your solution and your journey. And if you utilize him in that area, you won't go wrong because he's not going to lead you astray. That is so powerful. Very powerful. So what what keeps you motivated and inspired to keep going and not give up? God. <laughs> God and my children. I'll put it just like that. I have three amazing adults. <laughs> they are not children anymore. I am going through in- emptiness. My son is 19. He's the last of the Mohicans, right? As I as we say. But my children, they literally, you know, through it all, God kept us all. And I'm so thankful for that. But they are the ones that are excelling in life and moving forward. And I'm thankful for that. You know, their mother is in college right now, finishing her social work degree, you know. And I have a, my middle daughter is a CPS worker. My oldest daughter is a consultant in New York. And and they're both doing very well. And I have a son that is finishing up his high school and then also working for an automotive. You know, so my children are in a good space. What a mighty God we serve, you know, because if it was not for him, I don't know where I would be. So that is that's my motivation and self-care. A lot of people don't realize how important it is, but I, I use it to the utmost and I promote it to the utmost because us as a culture. We look at self-care as being selfish, but it is not at all. If you don't take care of yourself, another statement that I say, if you don't take care of yourself, while taking care of others, you won't be around to take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. So it's not selfish. It's actually what you have to do in order to be able to take care. Yeah, that's so that's so true. That's so true. So you and I connected because of an anthology that we have coming up. Mm-hmm. So without saying too much of, you know, the book, because people have to buy the book, mm-hmm. um, Can you tell us in one sentence, summarize what your chapter is? And again, the book is Confident Women Rise. Can I say the title? Yes, you can. Okay. The title says it all. When I decided to get up. Mm. mm, Having all to do with the life that I went through, you know, and God telling me, get up or you're going to stay, just get up, Sharice. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what advice would you give to a woman who um, is going to be, you know, listening to us and is watching us and she's down, you know, or she wants to start creating the life that she desires, but she's not sure how, what advice would you give to her? What I would say is, is sister, Utilize who you are. Know that if you are a believer, most of all, the word of God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have to believe in yourself before anybody else can or will. But the most important thing is if you are afraid, do it afraid. Because the thing is with that, when God is with you, 
all things are possible. So just to try. And if it doesn't work, try again. And if it doesn't work, try again. Just let it be known that every step that you took, took a try. Because when we get up every day, that's a try. Whether people want to acknowledge that or not, to get up and get going is to try to do something better than you did the day before. But I just say, don't give up on yourself. Be your best cheerleader. Think about how you would want someone to tell you how to be, how to motivate. If it's to get up and say, girl, look, we got to get going. We got some stuff to do. How are we going to do this? If you got to get you a song that you play coming out your bed, push that button and get going with it. Find your thing that makes you feel good about you. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you are the one who have to be with you all the time. You are the one that has to, to deal with you most of the time. So why not be the one to encourage you the most? I love, I love encouraging I love myself. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what book have you recently read um, that has truly inspired and motivated you? Within school, I'm reading a lot of books right now, but there is a book by um, by a, a, a doctor that we have here. Her name is Mona Hanatisha, and it's called What the Eyes Don't See. And it's literally talking about the water crisis here in Flint. And what children and families have went through dealing with that and her experience as being a doctor in that. That's one. But then there's another one called The Sum of Us. And that book is talking about a, a social worker whose um, mother, well, uh, she's it's a lady, but her mother was a social worker. And just the things that she went through um, as African-American and um, working within an inner city program. So that that's what I've read as far as those types of books. But, you know, I'm I'm actually there's OK, this might kind of be off topic, but there's a um, a series now called The Chosen. And it's, it's the life of Christ. And it actually starts would be right before he um, became acquainted with the disciples. But it, it depicts Jesus as a, a human, a human, a human being, not a though and thou. You know right. how some of the older yes. movies do. But it puts them in those scenarios that they went through. But like people, I mean, they still look like the biblical characters right. and all of that. But it blessed me so that we're going to use it to do our women's Bible study this upcoming month on it because it's that good. And I'm not trying to promote the chosen, <laughs> not at all. But I, but when you find something that clicks with you during the holiday season, I binged it. Right? It it's like the two series, the first series, I binged it. Um, when when the holiday was, and so I, it just it was just really good, really good. Yeah. That's really good. And I'll be sure to, you know, get the actual titles and the authors and put it on the show notes. Oh, okay. Most definitely. Yeah. So what are you currently loving and what's bringing you joy? Well, we talked about that self-care component. I'm a worshiper too. So I sing and, and I teach our children too at church. So when I get a chance to put together the messages for them, we're we're we're, talk, we're talking about Joseph right now and and the the coat of many colors and you know just how family sometimes can do things that 
They didn't mean to. They just were mad. And the outcome was something greater than they could have ever imagined. But the process that happened, right? And asking children about just how they feel about when people are jealous or, you know, how you feel when you're jealous. You know, some things that we really haven't talked about a lot in church. Um, but that brings me joy and, and to worship. Ah, that is that is my go-to when when life is happening that's why i say get you a song get you something that you can and actually it talks about that within the trauma world you know those are healing properties you know worship and prayer and all the things that we knew all all along right yeah we just have to be reminded of those you know simple things most definitely most definitely mm-hmm. yeah. but that's so what brings you joy so you've mentioned self-care a few times, mm-hmm. which is really awesome because I am all about self-care and prioritizing it. Mm-hmm. So aside from worshiping, what else do you do to re-energize and recharge? Well, I like water for one. So if I get an opportunity to get out, like right here in our state, they close our parks at different times. So water is not accessible as much anymore. But there's one park that still stays open. So it's the fall. In the evenings, I like to go take a walk. Um, I will go to a whole nother part of our county to go take a walk if I have to, because it's that tranquil to me. Um, hearing the the birds, hearing the outside, I mean, just the air, just to hear those things and um, just to connect with it. You know, a lot of people think that's cokey. I, it's not cokey. God made that air. He made those birds. He made those sounds. And what an awesome thing it is to hear what he's created. That's one thing. But um, being being with women, laughing and talking about things, you know, just being with your girls, as we say. You know, I always say at the end of my prayer, you know, get you some people. Get you some people that like you, right? You know, get you know, get you a, a squad, a team. You know, it can be two, it can be three, but get you some people, you know, and people that talk to you and that encourage you and that you encourage, and that you just, you know, we have to talk to each other about stuff, right? I ain't talking about gossip, and I ain't talking about talking about nobody. I'm just talking about talking about things and uplifting and, and motivating each other. Most, most definitely in that part. So. Yeah, and I have a, a new Bible that I'm excited about. It's actually a Bible that you can color in. I have been waiting for this for a while. You know, see some of those things we kind of go back to. I think you're coloring in a Bible. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's something that I read all the time. So why not utilize it to color? And, you know, and I, I listen to my word while I'm doing that. So it's just some new things that I've reiterated back into my life learning more about self-care, you know, and mindfulness. And I do yoga um, and I do I do exercise because exercise is one of the um, the best things that you can do for self-care and um, for the body. You know, things that um, edify the body because God said it's our temple. And a lot of times we didn't treat our bodies right. I mean, we, not, we didn't know we weren't treating them right, but we didn't treat them right. So, God every day gives us a new opportunity to do things different than we did before. You know, and I speak to me a lot. Okay, wrinkles, we not ready for you to come yet. So we're going to tell you to hold off for a little while. So I don't get, I'm telling you, and the more you smile and the more that you, I mean, because you wouldn't know it, but I'm 48 years young and I'm thankful for that. (laughs) 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> so what are you most excited about for this year? Do you have any events coming up aside from our anthology coming out? I do. I just started a new program. Um, we started on the 7th of September. I took a month off because for two years straight on a Tuesday, I was running a program. <laughs> Yeah. So I took the month of August off to regroup and to um just to gain some more information and to get connected with school and get situated. But I have a program called Heal. And Heal is helping educate action through love. And each of those components has a trauma-informed approach. So the first part of helping is we talked about trust and we talked about um about nurturing and what that looks like. So when you learn how to trust, you'll know how to respect. And as you learn how to respect, and these are parents that I'm talking to. So they, in the conversations, they were like, well, you know, I'm sure, you know, when we talk to our, my children, you know, sometimes they don't respond the way that I believe that they should. And, and I said, well, you have to, you have to offer and have an atmosphere where trust is, available where where respect is shown i said because being the parent you have to be the example um it's not if you want to or if you think to you have to be the example and you have to take a proactive approach in how you handle your children these are things that weren't taught to us as a culture these are things that weren't um, available because it just wasn't known. You know, I remember my mom, you do as I say, not as I do. And what kind of, where did that come from? You know, how does, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, and, and become a, a, a upright person, a, a, a strong person in society. If you, if someone is not really teaching you, you know, I use the, um, the analogy of a two-year-old making up a bed. You can't expect that two-year-old to make up a bed the way you would, right? Because they have a two-year-old brain. So what you do is you do a do developmentally appropriate practices pertaining to that age group. And it goes all the way up to high school. And that's where you have to be the model. If you want them to do something, you show them how. If you come in the house, you take your shoes and you put them in the bedroom. If you don't want people's shoes at the door. That way that when they come in, they take their shoes to the door. Or if they forget, you can remind and no and nobody gets the opportunity to say, Well, you left your shoes in there. And I almost went to do it like my mother. <laughs> so, so we talk about those things. But if you want to change the trajectory of something, you have to be the example. That is so true. That is so true. So as we get ready to wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to mention or talk about that we haven't had a moment to bring up? Well, I mean, just that we as women, it's important that we be um, just a vessel for God to use and to be reminded that through this whole pandemic, that people are hurting and that they are using what they know how to survive. So when you are out and about and you're with people, be that light. Choose to be that light that is um, a, a beacon in a dark world. You know, that gas station attendant that may have that uh, attitude because somebody came to them the wrong way. You know, say, girl, look, I love the way your hair look. Who did your hair? Give the compliment, you know, give the um, the uplift so that they can say, oh, I, 
oh my I've I been had my hair like this but you know but thank you because it's taking a mind off of all of that unnecessary stuff and it's putting it on something that's that's positive and something that's uplifting or you see somebody with some nice on be that person and say you know what I don't normally do this but girl you wearing that outfit you know just be a light it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. But sometimes we choose to be the, mm, you know, I ain't seeing that. I ain't doing that. You know, mm. but who is that benefit? It ain't benefiting you, God, or the other person. So if you're going to do anything, let it be pleasing to him. And awesome. I'm telling you, it'll work out for you. <laughs> awesome. Great words of wisdom and advice. Thank you. So where can our listeners find you and learn more about you and connect with you? Well, I, um, I, Mothers of Joy Family, well, it's Mothers of Joy Family Foundation as of right now. Um, I am in Flint in Genesee County. Um, my office is inside of Calvary United Methodist Church, which is an awesome thing because the church that I work at, my, my, um, my business office is also in that church too. So, um, that's awesome. They can also reach me at MJ familyfoundation at gmail.com or 810-293-2961. If I don't answer, please leave a message. If my voicemail is full, please forgive me because sometimes I do forget and I'll be honest about that. But I am available to talk and to um to give information about the programs. They um they're, All my programs are ran through a Zoom type of setting right now because of the pandemic um but it is it's so energetic so fun we talk about life and, and the way that we handle it as parents it's not just to, to moms it's to dads anyone who is raising a child and right now because they're grant funded programs there's not a requirement for a fee so if you want to get in it's, this is the best time to get in because sooner and later they're going to be charged programs Awesome. Awesome. So last question before we wrap up is when you hear fearless living, what does fearless living mean to you? Fearless living, being the best version of you and doing the best that you can with what you have and doing it not afraid. And I know you heard me say, get up and do it afraid, but taking what you've learned and utilizing that and just being strong in what you believe and who you are and knowing that you are a king's kid. You know, the Bible says that our father owns a cattle on a thousand hills and that he calls us beautiful. So if you don't know anything else and if you don't feel anything else, God said you are beautiful. So it's a proven fact. So you don't even talk bad about yourself. You hear me? Don't, mm -mm, don't do that. Don't do that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for thank everything. you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it too. You're welcome. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that you enjoy the conversation with Cherise. Please make sure that you check out the show notes and connect with her. As always, remember that you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority and you matter. And in her words, you are beautiful. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.